0: Barstool Big Cat, host of Pardon My Take, and voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. Underneath my gum,
1: I missed him last week as I was you
2: off. Did. I didn't get a chance to uh, you know what? to wish him Happy Holidays. uh Of course, him being Barstool Big Cat, who's brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call at 312-321-1111. We woke him up from a nap last week. We'll see if he is well-rested and ready to go for today's appearance. Of course, we're going to do this one without Sylvie. I'm Meller in for Sylvie today, who's on vacation. As I think uh, Barstool Big Cat astutely predicted, that was going to be the case last week. He was indeed correct. This week, though, Waddle is back. Yeah, Big Cat, say hello to your good friend, Tom Waddle. Wish him a Merry (laughs) New Year.
0: Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, last week um, I was out on the West Coast. I completely blanked. I thought maybe I get a week off. No, 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 (laughs) just you guys get weeks off. I was laying on the couch taking a nap with the uh, beautiful sounds of whatever bowl game was on in the background. And I got a call. I ignored it. And then I got it again. And I was like... (laughs) Wait, what is this? And then I realized that it was uh, that time of day, and uh, I did, I, it was my nap game, and I yeah. I dominated as always.
1: I was going to say, did you ramp it up and deliver the way you always do? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could literally, you know, the saying is like I could roll out of bed and do this. I, yeah. I rolled out of bed and didn't. <laughs> yes, you did.
1: Uh, well, happy new year to you, big cat.
0: Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is going to be our year. This is the year Jesus. of hard bodies. Yes, it is. I'm okay. Gonna, gonna yeah, me too. Shape. Yeah, I've yeah. worked
1: out each of the first what years or what day is this? Is this January second? Is it the third? The third? I've yeah. worked out all three days. Look at for the you. New Year. Yeah, three days straight. Wow. Streak. Hey, there's wow. there's obviously no easy segue into this conversation, but last night I think that uh, we were all moved by what we saw, and it was terrifying in so many ways. But your thoughts on what you witnessed last night in Cincinnati?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely one of those moments that um, I think you don't, you know, we, we watch football every week. We love the game. Um, you know that it's a dangerous game, but then to have something like that happen kind of shakes you to your core. Um, and I was sitting there, you know, actually shook. Like, I, I was just kind of terrified and, and watching it all unfold. And I think that, you know, the moment... It, it, the players always know. I'm sure you can. You, yeah. you know this, Waddle. Like the players always know. Whenever there's a horrific injury on the sidelines, it's the players, you, if you read their body language, they know right away how bad it is. And seeing Bills players and Bengals players really shooken up, and like even when they went when they were going to try to restart the game, and there was that shot of Josh Allen just staring blankly onto the field, like you knew, like this is something that shouldn't go on right now. And and I'm hoping. I don't. We have. I, I, I. was taping some stuff, so I don't think there's been an update. I'm just hoping, and you know, that that we get a good update at some point because it feels it feels like it's still ongoing. Like there's yeah. a tragedy the tragedy and the and what we were feeling last night is still still there because we we haven't heard anything from from the hospital.
1: Yeah, and, and and the last. time, I think we've all been checking and waiting to see what will transpire, and there's been no information coming out of Cincinnati. At this point as well. I think we're all conditioned, like listen, as I said earlier, I mean, as a player, you're conditioned to, to expect injury, some injury. Right. Hamstring. Maybe even an ACL. You may get a concussion. I get it. None of not minimizing any of that. But the last thing you expect, as a player, I think, or as a fan, is to see a player need to be resuscitated on the field, and that's what's so traumatizing, I think, for everybody. Obviously, the players and and those that were involved last night in Cincinnati.
0: But even from your couch watching the game last
1: night, it's just a terrifying experience.
0: It really is. And, you know, I, I know that there was a lot of discourse last night online of people being like, we have to cancel the game. I think we, we all agreed the game had to be canceled there. Yeah. Um, a lot of criticism going around. I, I do think in, in, there's a weird thing that happens on social media when you see something really sad happen, um, tragic, People don't really deal with the sadness and tragedy of it, and they look to just be angry. And, I, I, you know, I'm not going to defend the NFL because I do think the NFL has a lot of issues in terms of player safety. But, you know, there was a lot of people harping on the five minutes to warm up. I think they didn't know what to do. Right. And that There's is no the playbook for this. Right. There's no playbook for it. There have been injuries that we've seen where an ambulance is coming out. Uh, you know, Ryan Shazier on that same field, yep. uh, two or earlier this year, and those have happened before where the, the, the ambulance comes out, the player is, is taken off, and then they, they get back to the game. I, I think that that was the intention because they thought, hey, this is what's happened before. This is what will happen this time. And then obviously it seemed like Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor and, the, and some of the players were like, no, 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 we can't go on with this game. Right. So I don't really hold anyone accountable or, or criticize anyone now taking a step away a day later knowing that there's a lot of things going on at the same time and trying to figure it all out. I think if they had continued the game, there's fair criticism there because that would have been unacceptable. But we got to the right spot of these guys should not be playing right now um, because the human element. And if we're going to talk about mental health in this day and age, like the mental health of the players watching their brother need to be resuscitated, like that's something so traumatic that they have to go through.
1: No question about that. So, what what do you expect the resolution to be now obviously the the league came out and said that the game is not going to be replayed this week uh what is an equitable solution from your perspective that is sensitive to the situation but at the same time also acknowledges that the you know that the league will go on at some point
0: yeah yeah it's tough i don't really know because it's like you know, you have the Pro Bowl week that maybe you can get creative with that where you push the playoffs a week yeah. um, and cancel the Pro Bowl, which I don't think anyone would really care about. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's definitely a difficult, unprecedented spot. And, you know, stating I know there was some people online last night who uh, got chastised for it because it was probably tone deaf in the moment, but just stating the fact that it's not like uh, two teams that are out of the playoffs. Right. Like, this is... You know, if if you're trying to figure out where the players are going, there's big consequences for the game. So, having to factor that in is a just, it's part of what's going on right now. I I think the NFL is taking the right approach, though, to to wait, figure out what's going on with DeMar. Hopefully, we get a good update soon. um, And then going from there, because I think that's the one mistake that still is out there is that if you jump the gun and try to do something and, and, and DeMar's health takes a turn for the worse then now you're, you're really in a spot where it can be very insensitive and you, you got a lot of players on the Bills that are going to be doing a lot of grieving. So I think just waiting and hoping the next 24 hours something good is up. You know, we're updated with something good is, is the way to play it.
2: Yeah, you're, you hope for the best, certainly, but uh, unfortunately you also have to plan ahead. The one thing I'll say is I agree with you, uh, Big Cat. I do think... A lot of people wanted to lash out about the handling of the five minutes and you know, getting back out there. The truth is that I think they were just kind of playing it by ear in that moment and seeing how it unfolded. The truth is we haven't gotten any reports from any players or any teams that leaked that they were being forced or asked to go out and play that game. Once they realized the gravity of the situation, we saw, I think, what needed to happen, happen. Yeah. And so there's no That's need most to lash out. What I will, though... Lash out at the NFL four, I think, is for the first time in a while, getting something wrong that I don't think they normally get wrong. And that is the scheduling of the Sunday night football game. And I'd like to ask you, because I know this obviously plays into whether or not you have a Super Bowl this year, Big Cat. The Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions oh have been moved to the 720 Sunday night kick, which if Seattle wins their game earlier in the day on Sunday at home, at home against the Rams, yes. If the Seattle Seahawks win their game, that means that the Detroit Lions will be playing in a meaningless football game in which Aaron Rodgers needs to win to get into the playoffs. Meanwhile, on Saturday night, the Jacksonville-Tennessee Titans game, which will be occurring on ESPN, that game will be a win and you're in the playoffs, lose and you're out. That game very easily could be the Sunday night game. You could have moved the Packers-Detroit Lions game to Saturday night where both teams had something to play for. And And then, if the Packers win, Big Cat can have Aaron Rodgers incarcerated because he won't be able to then play in the postseason. So what do you think about the NFL botching the scheduling mistake here?
0: Well, I will ask you this, Miller. Have you watched the Tennessee Titans play football last <laughs> month? <laughs> I have, unfortunately. Have you watched? I have. have you watched Thursday night,
2: okay. it was awful. Josh Dobbs.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I I was totally expecting this to happen. I actually Jake Marsh, who's uh, works on part of my TIG podcast, has started trying to predict the flex of the year and he was he was trying to predict that it was Jaguars Titans and I was like, No, 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 no. The NFL will always smash the Aaron Rodgers button when they can because the Packers will just get eyeballs and he is a story in itself. So I wasn't surprised at all. I actually, though, I'm going to say this. If the Seahawks win on Sunday before this game, the line will probably creep up. I think it's four and a half right now. I think we'll probably get to six, six and a half. I'm going to absolutely hammer the Lions because (laughs) the Lions, you can pretend – You can say the Lions don't have anything to play for. They have everything to play for. They can eliminate the Packers. They can finish above 500. They can finish all the momentum in the world going into next year where it's like, hey, we were right there. We handled our business. We had one thing go the wrong way. Like, you know, the Seahawks beat us back in October when our defense couldn't figure anything out. I think the Lions will be the play if that is what unfolds because everyone will just assume the Lions have nothing to play for. The Lions are going to play hard and i hope that they do and i hope they beat them and eliminate them I, I will say
1: spoiler rule a role though is not nearly
2: as inspiring as win and get in this is true and i will well, i will say the one guy who i can count on as a head coach to try and get his team dan to play campbell, is dan campbell there's yeah. no doubt about that
0: yes and also but but the win and get in there's a lot of pressure for the role you can play free and uh, you know a lot of this stuff with week 18 like you have the jets going down to the dolphins the jets Uh, you know, have been eliminated. The Dolphins need to win and hope for other help. I think you've got to look at all these games. Like, Mike White for the Jets, he's playing for his livelihood. You know, he's playing for his next contract. All these guys, a lot of these guys on the Lions defense, like, they're playing for next year and whether they will be part of what's going to, you know, the Lions moving forward. So I just always love these spots where everyone assumes, oh, they got nothing to play for. In the NFL, you have everything to play for. The tape is it, it will, will tell you what how much money you make next year. You know what I mean? So yeah. all these guys are going to be motivated, and they all play for personal pride and personal wealth.
1: Do you feel you jumped the gun a little bit with regard? I think you and Sylvie were tag teaming the uh, the concept that the uh, Packers were dead.
0: Yeah, I probably did, but I mean, they were four and eight, and that's the other thing. Let's just be let's just be clear here because there's a lot of people, a lot of Packers fans who are like, don't want to play us, don't want to play us. You beat the Bears, who are trying to lose and are a god-awful football team right now. You beat the Rams. Baker Mayfield has been on the Rams for like three days. He probably doesn't even know the playbook. You beat the Vikings, who are the biggest fraud in the NFL. And what are, what's the, the other? thing Oh, they beat the Dolphins, with two getting concussed. I don't think the Packers are that scared. <laughs> I, I think that they're, 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 their schedule softened up, and if they have to go to, to San Francisco... Uh, to play in the first round, I will be so excited. I'll be raising the banner beforehand. I can buy
1: what you're saying living in the moment. Living in the moment saying they don't scare me this year, even if they sneak in. The concept that they're done going forward, their defense has a premier cornerback, a premier group of linebackers, two good defensive linemen in Preston Smith and Kenny Clark,
2: Are you talking about for the future going forward? Yes,
1: the future going forward. Like, I think 2023, yeah, Rashawn Gary coming back. You need to add some pieces to that team. And Aaron Rodgers has got to, you know, play well. But, like, the concept that the Packers in 2023 are going to be in the cellar of the NFC North, I just can't buy that. Couldn't buy it a week or ten weeks ago. I don't buy it now.
0: Yeah, no, you're probably right. That is probably correct. Uh but I you know you got to live in the moment. You got to okay, live in the that's moment. Fair. That's you got to just, you know, anyone who who decides like, "Oh, let's let's let's, let's be cautious with our takes here." No, <laughs> no, no, you not you I like down, that. Yeah. Yeah, when your enemy's down, you step on their throat. You yes. don't say, they're oh, not maybe they'll now. get up
1: listen, Yeah. yeah.
2: Li- listen, I think uh Kayvon Thibodeau took that exact approach when he was making a snow angel, snow angel next to Nick Foles, unbeknownst to him. Did he go too far, or is that a situation, Big Cat, where you can at least appreciate the moment and say he was trying to live in the moment at that point?
0: Yeah, I don't think he had any idea. I also think Nick Foles, like, Wait a that was minute, probably I the best. Uh, on the sixth, on the sixth snow
2: angel he looked over to his right. Do you think Nick Foles' yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think more? Nick Foles'
1: snow angel looks different than everyone else's?
0: <laughs> yes, it <laughs> definitely does. That's that's you not, not that's a wing on it. that snow angel. Yeah, no, that's the, a Nick third Fools, leg. like that's it's very sad watching Nick Foles play football. Yeah. He should not be playing football anymore. So in a weird way I'm like it's not you know, if that were a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or or Joe Burrow getting ready for the playoffs, like I think Nick Foles probably deep down. I don't know what it was the ribs or something or his back. Like he's probably happy that he doesn't have to play football anymore this year because, just Saturday trotting him out, that was a very very sad and almost like elder abuse yeah. that the Colts have it been was. doing this year with Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. Like let's see if you guys can get actually like just sacked a billion times in a football game and then just throw him out there and it would happen. So. Uh, I, I I think Kavon Thibodeau the, the, when he did the put him to sleep on the sideline afterwards. Yes, I thought that might have yeah. been, yeah. been a little too cruel, hey, a little too much. That might have been a little.
1: Hey, I know we live in the moment, but what we saw in the college football playoff is is not not the greatest football stuff we've seen in, in decades.
0: Oh, it was so great, and it was so great too because it was two different games that were both so compelling. Like the TCU Michigan game was absolute chaos. I don't know. I've said it before, but like if you played that game a hundred times, I don't think you get that score more than like once or twice right. because it was so crazy random. Michigan has turned the ball over seven times all year, seven times in thirteen games. Their fourteenth game, they turn it over three times, two of them for pick sixes, just absolute insanity. And then the Ohio State Georgia game was just two very very good teams playing at really good level, uh, going toe to toe, and I think I. Not to bring this all around back to ourselves, but watching Bryce Young and then watching CJ Stroud. Absolutely, I mean the day was a win for the Bears. No question. Get that second. They get that second pick. I would like the first pick. I hope the Texans can do you know handle business on Sunday. But there's going to be some quarterbacks that people are going to try to be vying for and jumping up in the draft. Hold and, on, because I know
2: where you want to go. Before you get there, because I do, I don't know if we'll have, we won't have a chance, uh, Big Cat, to talk to you before the national championship. So then how do you think it plays out? Before we get back to the Bears, Georgia, TCU, what way are you going here?
0: I'm going TCU, and I'm going TCU because uh, Max Duggan has become a friend of ours. He's been on the show a couple times, part of my take. Um, and we did, last time he was on the show, promise him a pizza party if they win the national championship. <laughs> I think party. we said we'd give him 300 pizzas. Well, that costs a little bit of money.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think I'm just going to put it on uh, TCU money line. Pays for itself. That's nice. Either pizza party, yeah. You know, just root for. I, I do think the points. I think it's down to yeah. twelve. PCU just has been in all these games. Like yeah. they've been, they've been battle tested. I know Georgia's a step up. I just think there's something about them that they they hang around, hang around, and they're not scared. They've been they've been down big before. They've had to you know climb out of holes. They've had to stave off comebacks. They've done everything. Georgia. Sometimes you get in these games where the team you're playing has been so much better than their opponents all year that they don't really know what it's like to be in a scrappy fight like that. So I think TCU is going to be able to hang tough.
1: There was one thing that was really odd on Saturday. It was Saturday when the games were Mm -hmm. played, right? Yes. The the Saturday, that in all of the magnificence, and, and Georgia comes back in an unprecedented fashion to take the lead, and then Ohio State misses the kick. So Georgia wins, and in the celebration, they go to Kirby Smart, to get his reaction. And the first thing he does is criticizes his quarterback, who, by the yep. way, brought them back to win. It was like, I like Kirby Smart. It was one of the weirdest coaching interviews I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: But he wasn't wrong. Stetson Bennett was terrible in the first half. <laughs> I don't know. But they don't, he, he threw the for
1: 398 yards and three touchdowns. They don't win that game if Stetson Bennett doesn't carry them across the finish line in I the second it. half.
0: I think it's more that Seth and Bennett, he's a full-grown adult. He's like borderline getting Social Security <laughs> right, now. Yeah. He can take criticism. <laughs> he's, a, he's the same age as Lamar Jackson, who won the Hodgson wow. Trophy in 2016, I want to say. Yeah. Think about that.
1: How about the kid, the, uh, the Clifford, the kid from Penn State? I guess the coach said uh, in one of the press conferences he had to check that, that if he was on the team that, that last won the, the Rose Bowl because he's been there forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, forever, and I love those stories. I love bowl season um, for those kind of stories, you know, like where a guy, Sean Clifford, he's been a little maligned at Penn State. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that when you look back, it's like, well, he won this many games. He was a really good quarterback. But Penn State fans went through ups and downs with him, so for him to go out with a Rose Bowl, it's like there's nothing better. There's really nothing better.
2: Big get. That's just uh, college football coaches being football guys, right? That's all you can chalk it up to. All
0: right, you can It's the Nick statement. You can't. You can't. Don't don't fall for the rat poison. Don't eat the rat poison.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: You are so right too, that. Like, as the Bears looked as bad as they've looked the entire season, Sunday in Detroit, the day before was the most glorious performance that we've seen from college quarterbacks. For the reason you mentioned, like, if you're a yeah. Bears fan and you're dialed into where they're going to draft, and the possibility they could fleece another team, trying to trade up for a quarterback, watching. What C.J. Stroud did and, and the kid from Alabama, what he did right as well, young, yep. it had to it, just make you on
0: fire. It, it really and and guess what? The Bears have cap space too. So hey, yeah. you want to do a, You want to do a, a, a trade swap for your picks? Yep. You want to throw in Devonte Adams? Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Let's throw these uh, things out there. The Raiders, Raiders are Raiders, set. Kill. S- I mean, the, the Dolphins don't have picks. Why don't you give us a couple future first rounders? We'll take Tyreek <laughs> off your hands. Jewel might retire. I don't know. I like the the Dolphins have forfeited their
2: pick though right. in the first round, so they can't send you no, one I back. Say
0: future that okay. future. okay. Future first We're got it. Tyreek Hill
2: and future yeah. first. I like it. Well, there's right. a lot of work to do on this Bears roster, and yeah, it was that's on full, full display. Okay. Detroit. So, do the Bears need to strongly consider sitting Justin Fields on Sunday to secure that number two, or maybe, maybe just maybe a number one overall pick, Big Cat?
0: Yes, and more than that. So he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And I know you can't play the sport scared, but some of those hits he was taking, the yeah. offensive line is so bad now. Yeah. And it's been bad all year, but it's it like, feels like it's even further regressed. I don't imagine him getting a, uh, an injury that would take an offseason to rehab. That would be an absolute catastrophe for the Bears. So there's no reason to play him. There's no reason to be like, hey, oh, we want to see his development. No, no, no. The development is over this year. Close the book. Lose this game, move on to the next year. I still do. You guys get callers being like the Bears shouldn't try to lose because I I've had a few people tweet yes. me being like that's loser talk, and I want to I want to like strangle them through my phone because it's <laughs> it's the it is absolute idiocy to 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 think that the Bears winning a Week 18 game against the Vikings and potentially dropping to like the fifth pick yeah. is somehow a win for the Bears. It would be a catastrophe.
1: Think about the generational impact. Having the second overall pick could have. Now, again, the general manager, Ryan Poles, is going to have to make the right decisions going forward. But if he makes the right decisions and has the second overall pick in the upcoming draft, like that can be, that could make a change in this franchise and point them in a direction that they haven't been pointed in in years.
0: Right. And it's, and it's having the freedom to know you got your guy in Justin Fields and not having to use that second pick on a quarterback and be able to use it as leverage. Like, I yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to lose. It's a must lose game, and the Bears are really good at losing. Yes. So they I are. do have faith in that. Nine straight. Hey,
1: by the way, do you expect Jim Harbaugh to be in the
0: NFL this upcoming season? Mm, and the problem is, I don't know. So the, the two the two teams he's been rumored to is the Broncos. Do you really want to go do that with Russell Wilson? Like, is that is that what you want to tie yourself to? And then the Colts, who are a mess in, the, uh, in and of themselves. So, I do think Jim Harbour will go back to the NFL eventually. Carolina's already, right talked it, is, is has already talked
1: to him. The report is is Carolina's already talked to him.
0: Now, that one would be interesting because I think Carolina has the bones of, like, a pretty good football team that is, you know, they're, they're already – I called it, I think, in November. I said they're my bounce-back team for next year because they have some guys, and they, they, they play some good football down the stretch. If they can figure out the quarterback position, like, they, that, that would be an interesting one. And I do think Jim Harbaugh just is a, the competitor that we know he is. He wants the Super Bowl. And his brother's got one and he will not like that can't sit well with him. Yeah. He wants the Super Bowl.
1: Are the Bears still frisky? No,
0: no, no, no they're not frisky. They are <laughs> terrible. I that defense is so bad. Like the I mean, I like that Luke Getzi at least throws in a couple plays in the first quarters where he's like, See, I can I can do interesting play and then and then the rest of the game it just falls apart. But no, they are so so bad. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, if they won a couple games, more games in in October or no, early November, I would have been like, "Oh, it's something different." Uh, but in, in this last month, just keep losing, baby.
2: Speaking of bad defenses, can you uh, take us inside the spin zone for giving up seventy one points to Donovan Mitchell for the Bulls last oh, night? Oh boy!
0: Oh my gosh, that was so bad. The Bulls are just—they are really sad too. I mean, Sylvie and I last week, Sylvie and I were texting and and, and drinking the Kool Aid when they won three in a row. And then the they lost the Rockets at home. <laughs> And then they had that happen. Uh, that's another one where it's like, should we blow it up? Should we? I don't. Who knows? That's, that's embarrassing. Very, you, you, and the way it happened was you, embarrassing.
1: You guys went from, from dancing on the graves of the Green Bay Packers several weeks ago to then believing that this Bulls team could go on a run? What did I say? <laughs> I live in the moment.
0: When the going's good, you got to really feel it. When it's going bad, you gotta, you respect that. But listen. If if I'll tweet out the Bears are back if they go up on Sunday. I'll say that. I don't care. Oh,
2: uh,
1: oh
0: boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, here's hoping they don't have a meaningless uh, Week 18 win.
1: I don't think, I listen, so I don't mad. think. I don't think so mad. Even if the Vikings sat some of their starters, I mean, the. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I mean, the Vikings are not. <laughs> but the Bears, <laughs> yeah, no, the the Bears are,
2: are bad. so bad. The Vikings are not good. Yeah, I mean, think it's crazy. Minus to... 19 point differential. I was differential. just going to say they point differential. Wins. Crazy. <laughs> Insanity. All right. All right, Big Cats. As always, uh, lots of laughs. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk next Be Tuesday. Be well. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. See ya. Barstool Big Cat joins us every Tuesday at 4 o'clock on Waddle & Sylvie. He, of course, is always brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call at 312-321-1111. Want want to get back to Bear's conversation? I would, but you know what? Can we do some uh, weekend wrap-up as well? Because we've got Good, Bad, Dirty. That's true. Because it's Tuesday and we had off yesterday for the New Year's holiday observation, we will go ahead and give you Good, Bad, Dirty next on Waddle & Sylvie.
3: Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The good.
0: It's gone! Oh my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I'm talking about uh... masks. Wow, so many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago.
2: That's right, it's time for the good, the bad, and the dirty, usually on Mondays, but because we head off for the New Year's holiday The Good, the Bad, and the Dirty comes your way on Tuesday, and it's brought to you by Window Nation. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is where we go around the room and discuss what happened for the weekend. We give you one thing that is good, one thing that is bad, and one thing that is dirty. And, of course, dirty is open to the interpretation. It's a good point. It's a very good point. All right, Waddle. Get us started with uh, one thing good this weekend.
1: My good is what I uh, was. We were discussing with Big Cat uh, most recently, and that was the NFL. Excuse me, the NCAA football playoff uh, action on Saturday. I I think all a lot of the bowl action has has been fantastic. There's been some games that were duds. There's no question about that. But there have been other games that have been brilliant. Uh, Yesterday, you saw the game between. Tulane and USC, it it was an unbelievable finish to that game. But specifically what we saw on Saturday was just unbelievable as Georgia comes back and beats Ohio State 42-41. And earlier in the day, Michigan loses to TCU 51-45. I know Charlie uh, isn't a big uh, believer in TCU. (laughs) I forget exactly how he said what he said. I said I'm tired of this Disney movie. tired of the (laughs) Disney movie? Uh, But uh, the action... It was just phenomenal. It's what you want. It was the best college football weekend I can remember maybe ever.
2: In the semifinals they finally have been sucked forever, fought, haven't they, dude? I, Tyler and I had this conversation <laughs> just to, yeah. multiple times, and I kept. I, I, did I, you think they dude, leading into wow. the game? Did you think they were going to be blowouts? I think you would have. Uh, you would have been proud of me because I was uh, embracing my inner old man. Tyler oh, yeah. can definitely. I was lamenting the time, the good old days when the when January first meant th- meant something for college football, and I was so. Dead inside because some of the first semifinals have sucked year after year, but they were finally good. And then how about just after the stroke of midnight on the East Coast,
3: you've get the you've got the end of uh, Georgia and
2: Ohio State. It was a fabulous way for uh, yeah, some folks to
3: ring brilliant. the name. You know what I think? I think that we should just permanently ban Alabama from the playoff because without Alabama yes. in the playoff, we get the most epic college football weekend of we, all time. So sorry, s- Abdallah, but no more Bama.
1: <laughs> we can we can actually bring that to him uh, when he, he and Chris come in here at uh, five fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, was everyone expecting? The Bama Stars to play? Like, was well, that what was advertised leading up to the game that Bryce yeah, Young and others were going to play? Mm-hmm. I thought there was no doubt though they'd play a half and then that'd be it. That was my interpretation or prediction. I mean as to I what know there was, do. you
2: know, they were surprised, or not surprised, but like there were some people who were surprised that Bryce Young and Will Anderson were were playing, right? Yeah. And they played the whole game basically, yeah. didn't they? mm mm-hmm. Interesting. So. Uh my good happened on Sunday in the NFL. How about uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Evans coming to play for once? Three touchdowns over two hundred yards. Something receiving. tells me this has
1: fantasy football No, No, it had, no,
2: no. Because no, honestly I don't have I think most people who have Mike Evans did not make it to the playoffs. Well, we had this Mike season. Evans, didn't
1: we? Tyler, okay. did we have Mike no, Evans? No, we,
2: we did not didn't have we? Mike Evans. Right. Maybe what? next year. I don't know if you saw this Waddle. Did you see though what occurred? late in the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their punter, Jake Camarda? Oh, yes, yes. He uh, scrambled well, to the, his left. Yeah, because the punt, the, uh, the snap on the punt, I don't know if it was the snap or if Kamara just couldn't corral it. No, it was the snap. Yeah, it was I, I thought it was really a bad snap. Kamara <laughs> though scoops it up and then running to his left along the sideline. he yeah, was able to get it off. Punts it with his right foot, which in itself was a remarkable feat. But then he put the punt like inside the five. Yeah, it was good to the point where the Panthers had to accept a penalty, which allowed the Bucks to. Punt again, which was critical because there were like 37 seconds left and time was of the essence because the Panthers had no timeouts left. So in essence, their punter, uh, Jake Camarda, who was actually drafted in the fourth round this year, the rookie punter. What a ridiculous play. So good on him for making a huge game. And uh, Mike Evans and Tom Brady coming to play as well. You could hear Greg Olson, too, on the broadcast. Like, that
3: was a game-saving punt. Yes, he did say that. You're right. He did say that. Yeah. Uh, My good, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Waddle said. I'm going to say all college sports this weekend were fantastic because we had an amazing college basketball slate as well. Not just great college football, but we saw number two, UConn. Go down at the hands of Xavier. We saw number one Purdue also fall to Rutgers. So it was a great all around college sports weekend. Boy, and Purdue also just got lit up by LSU. Did not they? Yes. I know that they mm-hmm.
1: they were playing guys that hadn't played, and their coach had changed. But that was my pick for you before you sent them in. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Charlie was Probably on his way to giving you some because he was about ready you to make give me LSU. Oh yeah, I was, and then then you
2: got him in uh, just under the. Just well, under the
1: I belt. got I got two of three. So I mean. I maintained? Did I maintain? Did I maintain? I think yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I, I gotta, maintained. I gotta take yeah,
2: a I look. I, you, you walked and passed Sylvie down. Now yeah. the only question is, am I going to be able to walk and pass Sylvie down in the, the wins pool? Really? I'm not going to lie. This is, this is going to sound absolutely callous. So I apologize ahead of time. But I have both the Bills and Bengals in our wins pool. So if we don't have a conclusion to that game, I will not get a win. Which is, I don't care. I'm not worried about it. I'm just saying though could come into play. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound like a douche there.
3: I know how it is. You officially have won the award today, Jeff. Who's the douche? January 3rd, and douche of the year has yeah. been handed out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only 360-some uh, days left, and you
2: are the front runner for 2023. All right. I accept my award. Moving on.
0: I, I got Tulane scoring 16 points in the final four minutes against USC is my good. and well, Abdallah taking it on the chin in this segment so far. We talked about Alabama and USC. Uh, Tulane, man, look at the green wave. What a story they have. Yeah,
1: they won, what, two games last year? And they were 12-2 and two this oh, yeah. year. Fun team. That running back, he's a smaller guy. Fabulous. Probably the best back. I, I know the kid from what? Oklahoma is projected to be the highest pick. where is Bijan Robinson. B, uh, yeah, Texas, Texas, right? Texas, yeah. I'm sorry. This kid at Tulane was the most impressive kid I saw all year, and I watched two or three Tulane games. Fabulous player. Sharp, is it? TyJ Spears. Spears. Ty J. Spears, yes. Fabulous player. I don't know if he's coming out in the draft. I don't know where he'll be drafted. I know he's a little smaller. Isn't he? I mean, he's a, a more diminutive running back, but fabulous player. That's it. That's all. That's all I have for you. It's all, right. all my two lane knowledge. You have a bad. Uh, my bad, bad for was us. the Bears' effort, uh, especially on defense in Detroit. I mean, the best way I can describe it for the you know the millionth time is is I just thought that collectively they let go of the rope, and I think that while they've been outmanned in ninety five percent of their games, if not more this year, talent wise, I think you could always count, or you have been able to see the effort, on um, both sides of the football, and I thought that. For the first time in a really long time, watching them play was painful. It was painful to watch the effort. Yeah. Because even the week before against the Bills, it got away from them at the very end. But defensively,
2: they played hard. Didn't see a ton of that in Detroit. I would concur with that assessment there. My bad. How about uh, the Bulls' defense last night allowing 71 points to Donovan Mitchell? And also, the, at least on their end, the worst comeback, the highest comeback in the league this year when the Cavs come back from a 21 point deficit to win that game in overtime last night so uh Bulls, bad effort all
3: around last night. My bad is the Masters because, did you see this? They sent out their invites for all the different golfers to participate, and they sent it to the wrong Scott Stallings. Yes. Because uh, I guess this guy, Scott Stallings, he, this like the random guy, has the same wife name. They live in a similar area. Like, there's so many similarities between these two. And then the guy reached out to him on, like, uh, Twitter or something and said, hey, like, I think I got your invite. show
1: up and
3: play. <laughs> show up and Just play. show up and play. Yeah. I was invited. You would think there's like, it's like,
2: is there no... Is there no database I mean, or something? That's, that's <laughs> a, is, is the masters.org using white pages to look up people's <laughs> addresses to send out their invites? You would think there would be some type of form.
3: That would be very masters or, of them to do you, that. You would, yeah, that I would know. be very golf. You, I don't know. Interesting.
0: Yeah, Waddle mentioned the the Bears in general. I'm going to go with their offensive line. That, I don't even know if it was lack of effort. They were just so much worse the entire game. Braxton Jones and Riley Reeve routinely yeah. just got walked back into
2: Justin Fields. Well, there
1: was a time Charlie, we, too, in the second half for number 60 came in. He was playing right guard. I don't even really know his name. Dieter he was, Iceland. He was just completely overmatched by what he was experiencing. And, and there were a couple of times... Like instantaneously,
2: he was dumped in Justin's lap. We still feeling good about Braxton Jones.
1: I, I do. I okay. think that Bra- Braxton Jones needs to spend the off season really working on strength. You know, bulking up and getting strong. I think that the he's an athletic kid that I think over the course of an, a long NFL season, I, I heard Yurko talking about it, I think, or the guys talking about it today or the other day that look, at this point he's probably just exhausted and yeah. overwhelmed by what he's been asked to do. I think there's enough talent and skill there that you could, maybe he's not your left tackle next year, maybe he's your right tackle. Yeah. But I think that there's enough talent a, which there. Which would be a good hit sure. for a fifth round pick. He yes, I, I think, every that, time. think there's enough talent there to build on for him. There's also, like, I think that the the guy that that was chosen by some folks as the best left tackle in football these days is the kid from the Giants who was miserable in his rookie season. Andrew Thomas. Yeah, he gave up, like, 15 sacks as a rookie, I think. And now most people that are, that are you know, voting on, you know, yes. All-Pro or he's on the top of everyone's list. So maybe, I'm not suggesting that Braxton Jones will follow that exact route, but the jump between year one and year two for an offensive tackle could be quite dramatic
2: you you mentioned all pro i'll be interested to see did you see the announcement the players are going to vote for their own all pros this year for the first time so i'm assuming that the nfl writers will also continue to vote for all pros so there will be two all pro teams i believe no problem with that yeah no i'll be interested to see who the players pick in their vote all right for our dirty what do you my, got? my dirty was your bad, was the
1: defense. Like, I mean, it was just disgusting. I know that they got jobbed in terms of the rule at the end of the game, but to give up not just 71 points to Donovan Mitchell, who is a fabulous player, he also had 11 assists. Like, I mean...
2: Usually again, when you score 70, you're, you're not, not really high, sharing You the don't ball. have a double-digit assist total. Yeah.
1: So his performance was unbelievable, but at some point you got to just you got to have a better answer than the one they had last night.
2: So, my dirty occurred in Australia. Did you happen to catch Alison Langdon, the news anchor in Australia, as she attempted to break down a San Francisco 49ers highlight? I will share it with you here, Waddle.
3: We're watching um, some footy game Mm. in America. The Rams and the San Francisco 69ers play some rubbish game.
2: (laughs) 49ers. That sounds much more interesting. Yes. (laughs) A lot of people might pay to (laughs) see them. That's what we were doing. The 49ers. That's much harder to explain to your wife. Kudos to the uh, anchors out there. Well played by the anchors, yeah. I
1: agree. Yeah, and sometimes you get so moved or... Intimidated by what you just
2: heard, that you just sit there and you don't say anything. Yes, you let the moment speak for itself. But no, they had a couple of quick one-liners. I definitely agree. It would be much harder to explain to your wife that you were watching the Philadelphia. or not the Phil- Oh, that's where it came from. Remember, we had the initial. There was also a woman who called the Philadelphia 76ers the Philadelphia 69ers years ago. I, 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 I know that that wouldn't escape your brain, nice. for sure.
3: The San Francisco 69ers. That's my dirty. My dirty for the week. Uh, anyone that had an and didn't happen in this state, obviously, but anyone with an Illinois plus three and a half ticket yesterday against Mississippi State. I don't yes, know if you saw I, the end I, of that game. I, yes, I had an Illinois alum, Oh It was actually. a return. It was a return for a touchdown. Mississippi on, well. State had a three point lead and then Illinois comes charging down the field, tries to do a little lateral play. Yep. And it goes awry quickly, and quickly the other way goes a Mississippi State defender for seven.
1: Who hasn't been
2: burned by one of those in the past two years?
1: I know I have. I got
2: hosed on one last year. On the lateral at the end of the game? Yeah, usually that's always a recipe for disaster because it's usually a one-score game. Yes. It's the only time you're going to get that scenario. Otherwise, there's no use to do it. And, of course, yeah, it results in it was also going to be an illegal forward pass by the Illini. But because it was thrown forward, but then it thus was returned for a touchdown. So no need to uh, accept the penalty. Yeah, that's a tough way to, that's a tough beat. Tough beat. Tough
0: how, about, beat. how about some of the top fantasy players in this season just completely not, not showing no up shows. this weekend? You're like, right.
2: Dr- Trevor Lawrence, dud. Justin Jefferson, dud. Saquon Barkley, dud. Cousins, dud. Dalvin Cook, dud. In New York, the Rural Giants. Week.
1: I had Saqu- Saquon Barkley to score a touchdown.
2: Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones took they them all.
1: Give you, Daniel Jones just kept running bootleg after bootleg after bootleg. Yes. They
2: used Saquon Barkley as a as a decoy the majority of the game. You want to it know worked, why? I guess. I was going to say, because every defense apparently has adopted the Bears strategy when they played the Giants, remember? And Daniel Jones just kept running on those naked bootlegs. And every time they, they chase after Saquon Barkley, and then Daniel Jones runs unmolested for 30 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they'd be wise to bring him back. Oh, I think they absolutely are going to. I mean,
1: I think he has, if you want to, uh, look, he's not going to light up any stat sheets. I think he's played well this year. Not great. I'm not overvaluing him, but you
2: bring him back. You don't ignore the quarterback position in the draft, but you could do worse wow. than Daniel Jones. Listen, Brian Dayball, remember how Josh Allen's NFL career began? Yeah, there was lots of questions about where he was at that's after true. his first now, year. Now, now, I don't expect Daniel Jones to to blossom into Josh Allen, but it's a very good point. No, but and that's my. The truth is, look at all the receivers; they have. They might have worse wide receivers than the Bears, True. if it's possible. Yeah, and so for Daniel Jones to have done what he's done this season under Brian Dayball's tutelage, I think it leads to a very interesting question as to how his play, how his career will play out. I'll be, mean, I'll be interested yeah. to see. I think he's definitely coming back for sure. I would think so. That is the good, the bad, the dirty. Brought to you by Window Nation on Waddle and Sylvie, Usually every Monday, but of course. We did it today because we had the day off. Jeff Meller in for Sylvie. This is Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000.
0: ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app.
2: Sylvie Mellor in for Sylvie this week here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. It's disgusting. probably good for Sylvie,
1: not just because he can enjoy him and his family in a warm location for vacation, but he also doesn't have to answer any of the Green Bay Packers are in trouble now and going Although. into the future. It will be Jericho waiting sounds like he's willing well, to he's waiting for have that to conversation
2: bounce. with I was gonna say that's gonna be waiting for him when he returns, especially if the Packers win their game against the Lions next Sunday night in their win and their in playoff scenario. If not,
1: if they lose to
2: the Lions, then he can stand firm on you know on but the I, hill that he is on. I think the points that you made with Big Cat a little bit earlier about how the Green Bay Packers are six are set up for some success in the NFC North is certainly uh, salience. And when you look at the Vikings and where they're at right now with their record, despite their point differential, it's kind of staggering. And I think most people, if you really, really drill down and look at the rosters, you'd say, OK, I think I'd rather be the Packers than the Vikings going forward. Yeah. And like,
1: listen, after I mean, Goody hasn't done a great job with the draft, obviously, but you can make a case if he changes his approach to adding pieces in free agency and in the draft and helping out his offense a little bit more. You can make the case at the end of next April's draft that they are still the most talented team in the NFL.
2: Yeah. So they're going to be the Uh, the NFL. Sorry. In in the the NFC NFC North. North. Yeah. Um, So we and we're going to continue to talk about that, of course, because we do want to get back to some Bears discussion and how they plan to approach their game this Sunday against the Vikings. Where a win, not really sure what that would accomplish for the Bears except hurting their draft position. Will Justin Fields start? That's the question. Yeah. Sounds like Matt Eberflus, if you listened to him yesterday, opened the door. to the possibility of them benching Justin Fields for that final game. Also, we are still monitoring what's happening with Damar Hamlin and the no Buffalo new Bills. No, we got a statement from his family, but there was very little news in the statement, of course, Roger Goodell has said that this week there is no plans to resume the Bengals and Bills game. Week 18 schedule will will remain intact, unaffected. As of right now, yes. Will they actually play that Bengals-Bills game? There's lots of playoff ramifications which are involved because both teams, of course, are sitting very high in the AFC standings. And there could be a potential playoff bye on the line if that game is or is not completed. So we'll be very interested to see how this plays out. Of course, we will monitor it. And it looks like the Cubs could be use, could be on the verge of signing a former World Series champ. We'll tell you who that is and talk some bears next on ESPN 1000.